It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Cowboys. I'm Chris Clark. He is Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys. This is going to be a crossover episode, an episode I'm really looking forward to. Three weeks ago, I would not have been as looking forward to this episode just because I was expecting Kansas City to not be very good. But here we are. And really quick before we jump in, thanks for making Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Marcus, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. We've got a lot of interesting debates on Twitter and social media the last couple of days between who's been the better quarterback this year, Dak, Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes. What barbecue is better between Texas and Kansas City? Uh, it's, a, it's a fun time to be a Cowboys and Chiefs fan. I'll say that. Yeah, and you have the two franchises that were in Dallas to begin with. Uh, yeah. So that's you know always going to be a thing. And, you know, I, Patrick grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, or at least a Des Bryant fan from what I saw. Yeah. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that he liked the Cowboys. And with where he lived, it, made, it makes even more sense. Uh, but you look at this team and you look at what the Cowboys have done so far this year. Outside of really the Broncos game, what have you seen from the Cowboys? Because the Broncos game seems to be a little bit of an anomaly for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't completely surprising because they were due for a letdown game. Mm-hmm. Uh but you can't let that stuff happen. But let's talk about the Cowboys just in general. Number one offense in the league in points per game. Number one in the league in yards per game. Neither of those things are all that surprising. But what is surprising is the defense. I think a lot of people assumed that they would have, you know, one of the worst defenses in the league. And that just hasn't been the case. They're actually number 10 in scoring defense this year. They're getting a bunch of turnovers. That's the most surprising thing. And I'll be honest, Chris. Part of me is just wondering, okay, is this still a dream? Is this real? Like, is the, is the luck just going to eventually run out and the turnovers just aren't going to come? I don't know. But what we've seen through the first 10 games of the season with them, uh, they are really, really good. Yeah, and Trayvon Diggs has showed a lot uh, when it comes to the turnovers. Obviously, he doesn't have that streak going anymore, but he's still getting turnovers and interceptions like crazy, and you love seeing that. So it's going to be a big challenge for Patrick Mahomes, a guy that hasn't turned the ball over the past couple weeks, to go against the defense like the Cowboys, and I think that's my biggest surprise about that team right now. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do with Trayvon Diggs because in the past they've kind of found a a matchup that makes sense, and a lot of times – They put him on the best receiver. Like last week we saw him covering Kyle Pitts basically after the first drive and Pitts did nothing. We've seen him before follow DJ Moore uh, and some other receivers like that. If he tries to follow Tyreek Hill in this game, it's just an awful matchup for him because the one thing that Trevon Diggs is really good at is being physical and taking the ball away. He does not have a lot of quickness and long speed. And obviously that's that's a strength of Tyreek Hill on top of, you know, Trevon Diggs is not a great tackler. He's not really paid to tackle. He's paid to, paid to take the ball away. I think it's a bad matchup. So do the Cowboys put Anthony Brown on Tyreek Hill and use Diggs on Travis Kelsey? I don't know, uh, but I'm just fascinated by the matchups in this game. Yeah, and I will say I am fascinated to see what they do with Trevon Diggs because if they put him on Travis Kelsey, I like that matchup for Kansas City, but I think I like the matchup even more if they put him on Tyreek Hill. I almost wonder, and I know it doesn't make sense, 
necessarily, but I almost wonder if they're not better off putting him on anybody else that's on the field other than those two and using double coverage on the rest of the of the guys in Kansas City uniforms. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think anytime Josh Gordon's on the field, that's going to be an advantage for the Cowboys because I think they're going to put mm-hmm. digs on Josh Gordon. And basically you can take out a receiver or you can dare to throw the ball to Josh Gordon. And we've kind of seen through the first what or the last four weeks that Mahomes really doesn't seem all that interested in doing that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, one, one reception in the, in as many games as he played. So yeah, it's not very looking very promising right now. It's just that the Cowboys have the other cornerbacks to match up with Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman. We'll see Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis played really well last week. Uh, they've both been really good this season, but, Tyree Kill is a different kind of dude, right? Like he he can be yeah. even the best corners in football. Uh, it's going to be really really interesting to see how these two teams match up. And then on the flip side, the Cowboys have three receivers they feel fantastic about now that Michael Gallup's back. How do the Chiefs match up? Because I believe Snead typically goes in the slot. Is that correct? Generally, he's been playing a lot in the slot. Uh, it really is going to depend on what the matchups are and, and what's going on. But, yeah, he's been playing a lot in the slot. So if he's following C.D. Lamb in the slot, I, I'm assuming, I, at least from my side, he's been the best corner this year. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say he has. Uh, Finn's played very well at times, and I think he's playing much better than you would expect him to. So I think that that's a plus for Kansas City as well. And Shavarius Ward's doing well for them as well Former i just wonder Ward, an old yeah. friend. a lot of old friends on this chiefs team with oh man anthony, anthony hitchens, right? hitchens yeah i know a lot of former cowboys on this chiefs team so i think it's going to be a good matchup i'm really looking forward to it uh but we need to talk about one of our sponsors really quick and when we come back you're going to ask me some questions about this chiefs team i am uh i want to tell you guys about get upside our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every single gallon of gas Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That is up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Chris, let's talk about the Chiefs. And I want to talk with, about Patrick Mahomes. Played really well last week against the Raiders. Yep. Uh, Gus Bradley's defense, I don't think, challenged him in ways uh, that maybe a, a lot many people were hoping for. So uh, do you think Patrick Mahomes is officially backed, or do you think he wasn't gone to begin with? I do think he was gone to an extent. I think the biggest thing that he has started to do is he's starting to take what defenses have given him. And I think that's a huge key. If he is... If he's getting the ball out quick in under three seconds, generally speaking, he's going to be doing good things for the Chiefs. And, you know, obviously there were a couple of deeper plays where he held on the ball a little bit longer last week, but that was after hitting multiple plays underneath and taking what the defense gave him. Uh, get, you know, to the back of your three-step drop, get the ball out, get the back of your five-step drop, get get the ball out. 
if he can do those things, that really helps because it helps the offensive line who has struggled at times, uh, especially at the tackle positions. So I think that that's one of the big keys going into this game. And let's talk about the offensive line because the Chiefs made a concerted effort this offseason to improve that unit, right? They went out and traded yep. for Orlando Brown. They drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. They signed Joe Thune. How much better has the offensive line been this season so far? I think it's night and day, uh, especially in the interior where I think it's the most important. I think what you're seeing from Orlando Brown is, is maybe what you're going to see from Orlando Brown the rest of the time he's in Kansas City. Uh, that's a whole other conversation that needs to be talked about in the offseason, whether he, or not he fits this offense. But if they can get what he has been doing the past couple of weeks, which has been very productive and keeping people off of Mahomes, then I think they're in a great situation at left tackle. Uh, you know, the left guard, the center, and the right guard have been playing fantastic all season. Creed Humphrey has been amazing. I absolutely love that pick uh, when they drafted him, and I was really excited about that. So I think the offensive line looks a lot better. The big question is, you know, are you going to be able to get pressure at right tackle or even at left tackle? It doesn't sound like you guys are going to have either of your big edge rushers this week. So I think that plays into Kansas City's hands. Yeah, we can talk about those guys in a little bit, but no DeMarcus Lawrence this week, no Randy Gregory, no DeVille Gallimore, no Brent Urban. Uh, But we saw even last week against Atlanta, the Cowboys were still able to figure out ways to create pressure. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. But what I'm really interested in, Chris, is the running game here. So I saw today that Andy Reid said they could wait a little bit on Clyde Edwards-Alaire just to give him some more time. My gut tells me the Cowboys are going to dare the Chiefs to run the ball. So my question is, can the Chiefs run the ball if they need to? I think they can. It's going to be something to watch. Uh, I think the other thing that you look at, especially when you look at Reed's types of teams and, and what he does uh, himself, I think what you look at is Reed likes the short passing game and calls those basically his runs and his offense. So, uh, you know, I could see some flat patterns that would turn into some running type plays, slants, those types of things. Andy Reed looks at his runs. So I expect that if they're going to just give him the short stuff and they're going to make them try to run the ball, I think Kansas City is going to try to do it. Uh, because I think Mahomes has seen over the past couple of weeks how if he stays in the offense and stays with what's called and stays within what the defense gives him, he can be successful. Uh, granted, you know, not playing against Aaron Rodgers was a big bonus, you know, two weeks ago against the Packers. But you, if you go back and you watch that game, Kansas City probably should have put up at least 25, if not 30 Easy. points in that game. Yeah. They were moving the ball, but they had drop after drop after drop after drop. It just was ridiculous to watch. I want to flip over to the defense. So Melvin Ingram trade was it two weeks ago. Yep. Um, has that allowed Chris Jones to play a more defensive tackle? It has. And I think that they were wanting to put Chris Jones back at defensive tackle because I don't think he's been playing great at defensive end. Uh, but to be fair to Jones, he also got injured early in the season and not Many people knew that until week five or week six when he started getting healthier again. But it has allowed them to put him more back in defensive tackle, and it gives them the ability to use him in a position where he's easily top three in the league, if not top two at that position yeah. as a defensive tackle. And then you put him next to Jerron Reed. That also helps Reed. And, you know, if you can get Melvin Ingram going and Frank Clark going, who's looked better as well, I think that gives you pass rush. I'll bet. Chris Jones is terrifying. Like, and I, that's what I'm really worried about in this game is I think if Dak Prescott is protected, he should be able to carve up the back seven for the Chiefs, right? Like they obviously have some guys that you have to keep an eye on and 
Tyron Matthews won. But I think the Cowboys feel really good about their matchups. Chris Jones is a game record, man. Like he's so big. He's so physical. Um, and if he's matched up like against, against Connor Williams or Tyler Biotis, the Cowboys left guard or center, I think he could have a monster game. So that's somebody well, I'm keeping an eye on. And then you uh, also we mentioned, have... we mentioned Snead playing in the slot. Uh, we we kind of talked about some of the other guys. <laughs> I've got to ask, why is Daniel Sorensen on the field at all for the Chiefs? Because it just seems like teams are circling him and going at him every single time he's on the field. And I would completely agree with that. I do think that that's something the teams are doing now, and I expect that the Cowboys are going to do that if he's on the field. I do think it's going to be interesting to see what Spagnuolo does because he has taken Sorensen's snaps away the past couple of weeks. Uh, last week was up a little bit more because you have to look at the end of the game where the Chiefs played defense with their second and third team, uh, basically the last couple of drives. So, you know, his numbers, his snap numbers were a little inflated because of that. Uh, but I do think that teams are looking at, at Sorensen and they're circling him and they're saying, okay, well, what can we do? What kind of pressure can we put on him? And anytime you see, anytime that I saw Sorensen on the field, especially when he was up closer to the line of scrimmage, and then he starts darting out right before the snap. I just sat there and shook my head and go, oh, God, what's coming next? And that is a situation Kansas City cannot be in going against an offense like the Cowboys on Sunday. Last question, the linebackers. We mentioned Anthony Hitchens. Dick uh, Bolton, how has he looked as a rookie? Where can you expose these guys? Uh, like where is their weakness uh, as we see in here going into week 11? I think if you're trying to expose the linebackers, you're going to try to expose Anthony Hitchens and Nick Bolton in coverage. Uh, and you're going to really try to expose the middle of the field if Bolton, if Hitchens is, has that uh, scenario where he's trying to drop to the back part of the field. Uh, I think that's a big place you can ex- you can expose them. I think Nick Bolton has looked very good when he's in position where he should be playing, which is middle linebacker. I think they need to move Hitchens, honestly, to another linebacker position and have Hitchens – Bolton and Willie Gay is your linebackers, but uh, Bolton has shown that he should be the middle linebacker of this team. So uh, I really think that if they went with that lineup, I think their defense would be better. Uh, When it comes to exposing Bolton, it's also exposing him in the past. He doesn't have the speed. So if you can use that to your advantage, you know, use Pollard, use Zeke Elliott to try to get running backs out of the backfield, use tight ends, whatever, you're going to be able to take advantage of that as well. So the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, Chris. Uh, where would you recommend people going to bet on this game at? <laughs> Betonline.ag, and I two-and-a-half-point favorites, that just seems amazing to me. You get three points for being home, so that tells you how close it is. Mm-hmm. They are back, and they are better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Betonline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, to any of your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now you start looking at how this game is going to play out and what Kansas City is going to have to do against Dallas to be able to win this game. And what you said earlier, I want to start on the defensive side for Dallas for a second. Okay. You're missing a bunch of your defensive linemen. Uh, and you. one of the things you mentioned is you expect them to try to get Kansas City to uh, you know, run the ball as opposed mm-hmm. to letting Patrick Mahomes do things. What do you think that they're, you know, is Dallas going to play a cover two or are they going to, you know, basically just keep their safeties on back at the back of the defense all day long? Or do you think that they're going to, try to blitz Mahomes or really try to get after Mahomes at times? It's a fantastic question. Uh, let's start with this. Um, I, I know Dan Quinn and Gus Bradley both started in Seattle way back when, but they couldn't be more different now, right? Yeah. They they use so many different cover schemes. The Cowboys are actually last in the league in cover three. So Dan Quinn's completely changed who he is. I think the answer, and the answer should be, they're going to disguise coverages because I don't think they can just sit in cover two all day. I think they'll they'll lose that way. They've got to try to confuse Mahomes, uh, have him seeing ghosts. I know we don't like to say that about good quarterbacks, but uh, yeah. you've got to you've got to mix things up. And I do think the Cowboys are going to to dare the Chiefs to run the ball. Uh, Chris, do you know how many snaps the Cowboys have been in base defense this year? Four defensive linemen and three linebackers. <laughs> Four snaps. Four snaps all year long. This is a team that plays a ton of nickel and mostly dime defense with Javon Kirst being, uh, or excuse me, J. Ron Kirst basically being a linebacker. I think you're going to see a lot of five and six man boxes and just telling the Chiefs, hey, hey, every time you give the ball to Darrell Williams or to Derek Gore, it's a win for us because it means Patrick Mahomes isn't throwing the ball down the field. I think you're going to see a lot of light boxes in this one. Well, and if they do that, I do think Kansas City's shown that they do have the ability to run. It's just a question of whether or not their offensive linemen are able to get the push that uh, that you would want them to do. So I, I like that matchup for Kansas City, at least to start, and I do think that that's going to be something to watch, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it works out. When you look at the back end of this Dallas defense and you look at the wide receivers Kansas City has, we kind of already talked about Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill and Travis Kelsey a little bit, but what do you expect? Because I know Trayvon Diggs is, has had a huge year for them, and we already talked about that part of it. What do you really think that they're going to do to try to take away Kelsey and Hill? Because, yes, they can give light boxes, but if they're going to give Hill and Kelsey you know, free shots off the line, that's going to be just as hard to stop as you know Mahomes throwing the ball over the top. The truth is you're not you're never really going to stop the Chiefs. Like I know a couple of teams have done it all season or during the season, but I think the answer is you just have to take away something and you've got to force them to put together line drive. So my guess is Dallas isn't going to want to be beaten deep by Tyreek Hill. So you're going to see safeties back and you're going to see Dallas trying to fly to the football. And one thing they have done really well this year, Chris, is force turnovers. They're going to be punching at footballs. They're going to be trying to tip passes and just break on balls. You're going to see a very aggressive, fast defense, but one that probably does give up a lot of yards. Like if Dallas allows 450 total yards in this game, I won't be shocked. And if the truth is they might not care. If they can force two turnovers in this game, I think that'll be the difference. And I think that's what they know going in. Just find ways to stop them a couple times each half. Find a way to get a turnover each half and you can win this game. Yeah, and I think that's a huge key. Kansas City's turned the ball over more than any other team in the NFL 
uh, at least going into week 10 they had. So I do think that could be a huge key. When you flip it over to the other side of the ball, you start looking at Dallas's offense versus this Chiefs defense. Kansas City's defense started the year very, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've gotten a lot better the past couple of weeks. Uh, part of that's competition, but it's also part, you know, Chris Jones back at defensive tackle. We kind of already talked about that a little bit. Frank Clark getting back to being healthy. You know, Melvin Ingram. What do you expect that the Dallas Cowboys are going to do? Do you think that they're going to try to run the ball where Kansas City has had a little bit more success lately stopping the run? My guess is that they're going to use the first quarter to feel Kansas City out. And what Dallas likes to do is typically in the first two drives of games, they like to throw out a bunch of different personnel packages and just see which ones are working. Uh, you'll see, it, Chris, in this game, the Cowboys have a package where they put two extra offensive linemen in the field. They put them both in the backfield. And they just run downhill with Ezekiel Elliott. On the very next play, you'll see them have four wide receivers out, and they'll stretch Tony Pollard out wide. And all of a sudden, it's five guys in a, in a pass uh, route. They're going to try a bunch of different things and find out where they could pick apart Kansas City's defense. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be married to any one thing, though. I don't think they're going to come in this game saying, we need to get Ezekiel Elliott 25 touches. We need to try to run the ball 35 times in this game. I think they're going to kind of feel things out and see what works. When you look at how Dak has played this year, I think he's played, he has played at a very high level. What has impressed you from him coming back from injury? And what have you seen from him that really is put the Cowboys in the position that they're at right now? Yeah. He's just playing with so much confidence right now. Like he knows where every ball is supposed to go. He's making the right throws. He's navigating the pocket so well. I mean, they just put up 43 points with Tyron Smith on the bench last week, you know, with, with an ankle injury, like they are so freaking explosive. It's ridiculous. And it's partly because Dak is just so good at pre-step. He's not going to get them into a bad play. Uh, I just, I love the way that he's playing right now. It's the best I've ever seen him so far. And when you say Tyron Smith, uh, that's something I hadn't asked previously. You think he plays this week? I do. How much of a big difference do you think that makes for this team? Oh, it's huge because <laughs> When the Cowboys have Tyron, and this is just to set your listeners up, this will be the first time since Thanksgiving of 2019 the Cowboys have had their full starting offensive line going into this game. So they haven't been able to do that in a long time. But when they have everybody, it allows the Cowboys to do a lot of different things, including put five guys out in a route. And because they trust that their tackles can hold up, they trust Zach Martin inside. Uh, it, It just makes their offense even tougher to defend. Uh, We'll see if Tyron does play. He's dealing with some bone spurs. From what I've heard, it seems like it's more of a pain management thing rather than like an injury. Um, But I do expect him to play, and I expect him to play well. Last question I have, who is your X factor in this game, either offense or defense? Yeah, I mean, it's Micah Parsons. And I know that's a little bit of a cop-out answer, but the kid is incredible. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with him. So last week – Dallas thought they had a clear advantage with Micah as an edge rusher, and he dominated. He created a strip sack right before halftime that led to a block punt. Uh, he had a couple tackles for a loss. In this game, are they going to put him against Orlando Brown and try to use some of his quickness and speed to bend around the edge? I think that's possible. I think they also might want him in the middle of the field trying to break on balls to, to Travis Kelsey. So he's their biggest playmaker. He's the heart and soul of their defense right now. Uh, if he can make a couple of big plays in this game, I do think the Cowboys are going to win. That is it for us today. Thank you all for listening, Marcus. Really appreciate you coming on. Really enjoyed this. And uh, we will both have our predictions on our shows on Friday. 
Marcus, thank you again and have a good one. Thanks, Chris. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.